What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Joystick Jockeys Podcast. I am Austin Angel, joined by Protégé Jones, as always. Protégé, how you doing, my man? Fantastic. How about you, Austin? Glad to hear, man. I'm doing real good. I start my new job in a couple weeks. I'll be on a more set schedule. I'm hype. I'm ready. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I'm ready to quit putting all these miles on my car. Uh, but it's been a hectic week. We've been trying to record for, what, like four days now? <laughs> Yeah, holiday season is here, ladies and gentlemen, so you put kidding. all your games on your wish list, and hopefully Santa's coming. Man, the next time we record Spider-Man's <laughs> out, I think. Yeah, de- that's de- going to be crazy. Depending on what day we record, at the very least, the next the next week we record, Spider-Man will either is either coming out or is already out. We are just over two weeks away from Spider-Man 2, man. I already. can't wait. <laughs> But uh, so in the last couple of weeks, man, what have you been playing? Been playing a lot, playing a little. Um, not really playing too much. Uh, I did take on, I did play a little, just a tiny bit of Cyberpunk, just okay. to see what the newer performance is looking like. Because this mm-hmm. update was mainly for the newer consoles and PC and stuff, right? Yeah, it was just next gen and PC, kind of updating, pretty much reworking the entire game. <clears throat> Excuse me for the expansion. So, I was a, I'm now able to get a consistent 60 frames nice, with nice. ray tracing on. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not gonna lie. I had to, <laughs> I have to use all the AI shit, but at least yeah. it's there. Before, I was running like 30, 45, but I'm happy <coughs> with the performance so far. Nice. I still need to play some more to to learn about how the new perks and stuff work. How about you? Yeah, I feel that I've jumped into Cyberpunk a little bit as well. I've I don't know if it's because I just recently beat it within like the last month or so, but I jumped in, played for like an hour. I was like, I don't want to do this right now, especially because I don't have the expansion, so I don't want to play through the story again after just beating it. So whenever I get mm-hmm. the, whenever I'm able to get the expansion, I'll probably jump back in and continue with uh, my old character because I rolled a new one to just kind of see from the beginning what it starts or what it looks like. I've checked out the skill tree a little bit. It does seem a lot more. Uh, it seems easier to comprehend, for sure. It seems a lot better. And just the overlay in general for the entire game feels better. Uh, also recently been sucked into Call of Duty. I think I've put in the last two weeks, or no, in the last, yeah, about week and a half, I've put about 50, 60 hours into Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> multiplayer stuff story stuff multiplayer stuff i haven't touched the story uh one of my friends had been bugging me for like the last year to get it and i looked and saw it was on sale for like 30 bucks so i caved and got it so been playing with them got sucked into their clan so i've just been playing with a bunch of friends recently uh playing a lot of apex uh and i got the pokemon scarlet and violet dlc today so I'm not super far in, only about an hour so far. Uh, game still runs like shit, but, I mean, I kind of expected that. <laughs> <laughs> but what I've played so far of the DLC I'm liking, uh, the story seems, I mean, better than what the main story was. So as as good as Pokemon stories can get, this one seems a bit more interesting than what the main story was. I'm excited. It all, I mean, it's obviously added older Pokemon that were in the base game into this first one. I'm more excited for the second DLC pack because it brings in every starter from every generation, so I'm super stoked for that. But 
yeah, what I've played so far I enjoy. I'll probably get back to that tomorrow, play a little bit more of it. Should have a beat by the next time we record. Uh, it's only about, I looked up on how long to beat, so it's about six and a half hours-ish. So nothing too crazy. But yeah, I've been playing a lot recently. I'm hoping to only play more with Spider-Man coming out in two weeks. The plan, if my work schedule allows it, uh, is to do a complete playthrough stream on Twitch. Just play through mm. it at launch until I beat the story. And one one super long stream. Say it's about seventeen oh. ish hours. Woo. So Oh man. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go for it. That's that's a goal, yeah. yeah it's, it'll easily be the longest stream I've ever done, but <laughs> I think it I think it could be fun. It could be a fun time. <clears throat> But that is two weeks from now. We got a lot to cover. There's been there's been a lot happening in the last couple weeks. Not all of it good, but some of it some of it's good. <laughs> uh, we'll start off with the not good. Uh, Epic has laid off over 800 employees. Uh, this is over at IGN by Taylor Lyles. It says first first reported by Bloomberg, Epic Games is laying off 800. And, excuse me. 830 employees, or about 16% of its workforce. Epic Games shared a memo. Yeah, shared a memo. CEO Tim Sweeney sent out to staff in a new blog post. Separately, Epic is divesting music music service platform Bandcamp and will spin off most will spin off most of Super Awesome, a kid safe technology company. Both were acquired by Epic Games in 2022 and 2020, respectively. Around 250 people are leaving Epic through the... From them disbanding Bandcamp and Super Awesome. I don't know what this word is. I've never seen it before. (laughs) Uh, The memo reads, Hi everyone, as we shared earlier, we're laying off around 16% of Epic employees. Uh, We're disbanding Bandcamp and spinning off most of Super Awesome. For a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn, investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators. I had long been optimistic that we could power through the transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see that was unrealistic. Uh, while While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing, and this lower margin, and this is a lower margin business, than when we had Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. Uh, Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Epic folks around the world have been making ongoing efforts to reduce cost, including moving to zero net hiring, or to net zero hiring, and cutting operations spend on, operating spend on things like marketing and events but we ended up still falling short of our uh, financial sustainability. We concluded that layoffs are the only way and that doing them now and on this scale will stabilize our finances. We're also making, uh, we're also disbanding Bandcamp and joining Song Trader, a music marketplace company supporting artists. Super Awesome's advertising business will become an independent company under the Super Awesome brand led by the current CEO Kato Long, I think is how that name is pronounced. Uh, Kids Web Services. Uh, the parent verification 
and consent management toolset will remain a part of Epic. Saying goodbye to people who helped build Epic is a terrible experience for all. Uh, Constellations that were adequately funded to support layoff employees uh, were offering a severance package that includes six months base pay in the U.S., Canada, Brazil, and six months of Epic paid healthcare. Uh, We're offering to accelerate people's stock option by vesting schedule through the end of 2024 and are giving two additional years from today to exercise the options. In the U.S., we're also offering to vest any unearned profit sharing from their 401k and will provide benefits including career transition services and visa support where we can. And it just kind of goes on. Okay. But... Yeah, this sucks. Uh, surprising of all suck. people to have to do layoffs, especially this many, it's epic with how much money they bring in. But at the same time, as kind of how they mentioned earlier, they essentially have been giving money away for the last couple years now because <clears throat> they weren't. They don't take a split for games that are on the Epic Store for the first, I want to say, six months. I'm not 100% sure on the time of that. Um,. They're all the epic creator codes. I don't know how much money goes to creators when you use them, but there's a lot of people that have them. Uh, people are using the Unreal Engine for free. So. Oh yeah, that it, that partnership deal stuff. Yeah. So yeah, essentially, or eventually, it was going to come back to bite them. It sucks that. There's no way the only way for them to counteract this is layoffs. I don't think I buy that, but and it sucks that the people up top get to take all the risk, and then the people on the bottom are the ones that have to pay for it for something that they didn't even decide to do. And right, and they didn't. What what makes me mad is they didn't even say anything about stopping the free games to maybe yeah. save on the budget or something like that, because that seemed that's still going on every single month. Well, I don't One think, to two games. Well, I don't think the free games is as big of a deal, I would think. But at least, like, change change your revenue package for creators. Like, maybe cut it from six months to three months when they put a game on the store or change the percentage to where the people on that are putting the games out still get more than what they would get at Steam, which I think is only, like, 15%. Mm-hmm. But, like... They were doing a lot that was good for the creator side. Unfortunately, that meant a lot of their money coming in was, I mean, technically not coming in. But, yeah, that sucks. And I know one of the studios that pretty much got laid off was uh, completely, yeah, Mediatonic, uh, the Fall Guy studio is pretty much completely gone but they're still going to support that or at least they've said they're still going to support it even though the entire studio is pretty much gone Mm. so I'm curious as to how that will go and that sucks because Fall Guys is another really good one and that was such a good thing for Mediatonic to get scooped up by Epic just so many layoffs right now and with fucking uh, Embracer Group as well and them completely shit in the bed and having to do as many layoffs as they've had recently. Uh, not good. But with that, 
means, unfortunately, uh, Fortnite V-Bucks are increasing in price. Uh, this is also on IGN over by Dinsdale, Ryan Dinsdale. Uh, it says, Fortnite V-Bucks will increase in price in the United States and several other countries on October 27th, 2023. Uh, revealed in the Fortnite blog post, the increase of around 12-15% to 15 per bundle comes as a result of economic factors such as inflation and currency fluctuations and follows similar price increases seen in the UK, Canada, and Mexico. Countries seeing a price increase now include United States, Czech Republic, Denmark, Eurozone countries, Hungary, Japan, Norway, Poland, Romania, Sweden, Turkey, and all countries where the U.S. dollar is a storefront currency. Uh, the U.S. will see the following price increases. 1,000 V-Bucks goes from 799 to 899 2800 goes from 1999 to 2299, 5000 goes from 31 to 36, and 13000 goes from 79 to 89. So none of them are too substantial really. I mean the biggest one is a $10 increase, but even still that is lower than what most highest bundles are cuz I think for Apex the highest bundle is 99.99. And I think it's the same in Call of Duty. Or actually, their most expensive one might be 120 But they also have a 99-99 bundle. Uh, but yeah, with them saying they're losing or not bringing in enough money as it's going out, not too surprised to see them increase the price of V-Bucks here. <laughs> yeah, it it's about that time. And luckily, it's not like a... Not like a crazy jump, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like a, a slight bump. It's still cheaper than what most Battle Royale currency prices are. Because, like, if you aren't a member of EA Play for Apex, then mm -hmm. the cheapest one is $9.99. Which, the cheapest uh, V-Bucks one looks like now it's going to be $8.99. So, it's a dollar cheaper, but it's still cheaper. So, they're still under the competition for the most part, it seems. Because I think it goes from nine ninety nine to twenty five or twenty four ninety nine on Apex, if memory serves me correct, somewhere around there. So they're still under most, if not all, the competition as far as microtransaction for like bundles of currency goes. But so yeah, Battle Pass will go up a dollar, <laughs> which not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Alright, oh shoot. I think that's going to do it for our epic stories. Moving on over to Kata over to Kotaku. Uh, Jim Ryan is retiring. Uh, CEO for only four years at PlayStation. He had obviously taken over when... Uh, oh, what the hell was his name? I'm blanking on his name. But he took over when the last guy stepped down. And I'm totally drawing a blank. Uh, but this is over on Kotaku by Ethan Gotch. It says, The head of PlayStation is stepping down. Sony announced in a press release today. Jim Ryan of Sony Interactive Entertainment, CEO, is retiring after just four years on the job. The massive shakeup in leadership comes as the PS5 breaks sales records and Sony has doubled down on prestige blockbuster games like The Last of Us Part 1 and Marvel Spider-Man 2. Quote, after 30 years, I've made the decision to retire from SIE in March of 2024. Uh, Ryan, er, Ryan said in a statement, 
I've relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company working with great people and incredible partners, but I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. Ryan will officially leave the position in April 2024. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this name. Uh, Hiroki <laughs> Totoki? Uh, Sony Group Corporation President, CEO and CFO, thank you, uh, will help with the transition and take the role of interim CEO of PlayStation once Ryan leaves and will help in search of the successor. The news uh, was first reported by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier because, of course, it was. Schreier is everywhere. Uh, 30-year-old veteran of Sony, Ryan was promoted to the top of the PlayStation job in 2019 after a reorganization saw head of CEO Worldwide Studio Sean Layton, that's, there we go, that was his name, stepped down and president of Worldwide Studios Shuhei Yoshida transitioned into a more background role working with indie game developers. So yeah, this was uh, surprising. Uh, we I believe th- in generations. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything's, I- I'm not shocked by that. Even phones are generations, essentially. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I was shocked to see this because yeah, it has only been a few years since he's taken over. And when Bloomberg first put it out, they're just like, "Oh, Jim Ryan is stepping down." I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" That sounds real suspicious. And then PlayStation's yeah. like, "Nah, he's just retiring." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad it's not, you know, some kind of differences going on, so they're forcing him out or something like that. Now nah, he's just like, you know what? I will take that pink drink yeah. on the beach. <laughs> I am curious to uh, if they're uh, gonna find someone who wants to continue with the uh, games as a service route, because that's that's a Jim Ryan decision. Or if they're gonna find someone who maybe wants to, I guess, split it more fifty fifty between games as a service and their single player blockbusters. Because I think. Oh. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask. So we could just make like some future predictions. So, do you think that? With that opening for S, we'll say CEO. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like all these different acronyms. <laughs> the, too much. What does SI even stand for? Sony Interactive <laughs> Entertainment. There's, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Sony Interactive. Okay, that that's interesting because I've seen that before, but I've always wondered like what that is. But do you think they're going to keep on this path that they're on and just find somebody that aligns with that, or do you think they're going to? do things differently when they appoint the new guy. I think you have to find someone that at least has a little faith in it at the moment because you've already started. Because what are you going to do? Go to all these studios if you find someone who doesn't want to do games as a service and be like, all right, scrap everything you're doing. We're doing something else. That's going to cost you so much money. you gotta, you got to find someone who at least believes in it a little bit to be like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be our main focus, but we can like split it 50-50 because I know the majority they have said was going to be games as a service but maybe with the new guy or whoever comes in they do like a 50 50 split on focus of the single player block but most single player blockbusters god i can't talk today <laughs> and the games as a service because you've already got so many in development you have to at least see those through you would think i depending i was on gonna how say much we gonna got cost you to cancel them we got Bungie making something, and then a company called Firehawk, right? Like something like that. Fires. I think it's Fire Spray. Fires. Fires. Okay. Yeah. 
Because I remember they were a AAA developer that's a newer AAA developer yeah, that Sony picked up. they're brand new. They were a bunch of people from, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, old Call of Duty Studios. So, I think Bungie's, no matter what, is safe because it's Bungie. They've got a track record. They'll be fine. But <clears throat> it's the newer studios, like Fire Sprite, doing, um, is Fire Sprite doing fair games? Or are they doing, uh, what the hell is the other one? The space one that we got a teaser for. Mm. I can't remember the name of it. I want to say it's, is it Concord? I think. But, like, you got those two that have been teased and somewhat shown already. So I think, at the very least, you see those two if you bring someone in. But I think they're going to find someone who probably stays on the games-as-a-service path because, unfortunately, that's where the money is. <laughs> I was going to say, I, we read an article a while ago about how PlayStation understands that if they want to keep making these these hit blockbuster <laughs> single-player games that look better and better, that they, they're going to have to spend more money. So the live service aspect is just going to... Because I think they said they wanted $69 billion or somewhere across there is... is like potential money that they're looking at from life service and i think that's pretty cool that they're like you know what we need to have our own way of funding ourselves because when right. epic came along with fortnite not only did that send epic over the fucking wall right but it just it just let everybody know like epic is coming here to dominate these mm -hmm. uh multiplayer spaces Damn. as well as offer a suite of services you know yeah and they've done just that like outside of apex and call of duty like what's i mean PUBG's still around, but it's nowhere as big as it used to be. I mean, Call of Duty's there because of its name. Apex is there because it's EA, and that's keeping it going. But, like, as far as Battle Royales go, it's that's it. It's those three. <laughs> and everything else comes out, stays out for, like, maybe a year if it's lucky, and gets closed within a year and a half. <laughs> Because it's not making money. It can't survive with all the competition between Fortnite and Apex and Call of Duty. Like, I'm surprised yeah, we didn't see a Halo one. Like, I figured that was a shoo-in for Infinite. Because Infinite was fucking been DOA. They haven't, have we gotten an update on Infinite in the last year? <laughs> so, we, as far as I know... There are still some people playing Halo Infinite, but the way I think about it is I don't I don't think Halo is where they they want it to be. That's the best oh, way I can put not. it. And and the reason I can I, the only reason I say this is I can't look at the Game Pass Game Pass numbers, but if you look at the Halo Master Chief collection on Steam and just go to the community tab, <coughs> oftentimes you'll see more concurrent players on there than Halo Infinite, so Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. They finally got Forge. They finally got Mission Replay with co-op and stuff. But it's it's been some years since, you know, we've had that empty world for a while now. So everybody's just kind of playing other things and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted Halo Infinite to do well so bad. I was, the grapple hook. It had man. a grapple hook. <laughs> I know. You thought thought the grapple hook was enough to save it. <laughs> I like when I played the when I played the first level. I was actually like, okay, this looks good. This feels good. The performance is not well. Okay, now performance was pretty bad when you got outside, but other than that, 
I think that before we go off on too much of a tangent, <laughs> it's like Xbox's main thing is new IP. They're trying to rely on Gears, Halo, and Forza. One of those three is succeeding. The other two are not. Forza is the only thing that's still doing well. <laughs> and that's bad. They try. Listen, they try to bring the modern era of gaming to Gears of War, and we said no. We don't want it. We don't want a season. Pa- because when you play the original Gears of Wars, you play multi- You can unlock all that stuff just by playing multiplayer. And it's only like 15, 20 skins. So then when you introduce this, I get, you know, live service is supposed to keep going for some years or some shit, right? Until yeah. the next game comes out. So it's like, how many Gears of War skins can you make? How many different Nashers <laughs> can you make? We've already had the fire one, the multicolored one, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, speaking of games as a service, uh, this one, unfortunately, is not going to see the light of day. Sega has cancelled Hyenas. Didn't you play this? Did you play a beta or an alpha of this, I thought? Hyenas? I thought so. I thought you had sent me something about it before. Maybe it didn't Mm -hmm. even reach that. I I don't think so. I don't think it was Hyenas. It might have been something else. Because when I seen Hyenas was cancelled, I was like, what is this? (laughs) All this shit looks the same. Uh, This is also over at IGN by Wesley Yinpool. Uh, it says, Sega has cancelled Hyenas, the multiplayer extraction shooter in development at UK Studio Creative Assembly. Uh, issuing a warning to investors that it will record a loss for the financial year, Sega said, quote, profitability has been lowered mainly in European bases. Uh, as a result, it has implemented structural reforms aimed at increasing efficiency and reviewed and in development games. Uh, we have made the difficult decision to cancel some titles under development as well to reduce the fixed expenses, Sega said. Quote, in response to the lower profitability of the European region, we have reviewed the title portfolio of each development base in Europe, and the resulting action will be to cancel Hyenas and some unannounced titles under development. Sega continued, accordingly, we will implement a write-down of work in progress for titles under development. Uh, A source close to Creative Assembly told IGN that the entire Hyena studio now faces redundancy, but staff expects massive cuts across the company. Staff were told the news this morning, September 28th at the time, at the same time Sega issued its statement. The cancellation of Hyena's so close to release came off as a surprise to staff, IGN was told, although internally there was concern that the game would fail to do well. Uh, quote, we will implement reduction of various fixed expenses at several group companies in relevant region centered on creative assembly. Yeah, creative assembly, Sega said. Uh, we expect to incur one-time expenses related to reduction of fixed expenses. Uh, we will continue to consider measures to improve profitability in Europe bases apart from above. Uh, we will announce the specific details and impact from them as soon as we make that decision. Uh, Creative Assembly was best known for their work on the Total War series, recently brought Hyenas to a German show Gamescom for the public to play, and a beta concluded in mid-September. See, I had thought when I saw this that this was close to coming out, or at least close-ish, and yeah, it sounds like it was, because I I thought I had seen a trailer for this, and something had stuck out to me, because I was real surprised when I saw this was cancelled. Because I had recognized the name of this before. I was like, I know I've seen this somewhere. <clears throat> but with every other extraction shooter recently, it's been buried. And I couldn't pick it apart from 
another one at the moment. But I just when I seen yeah when I seen the gameplay, everybody's like flying around really fast. I'm like, wow, okay, this looks interesting. Yeah, it seems super fast paced, which is my kind of shooter. <laughs> so I was all for it. But yeah, another cancellation. Uh, that's not the only cancellation we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna save the other one for later. <laughs> Uh, the other one's more surprising and also not confirmed, but but yeah, it sucks to see. Uh, hopefully, uh, the cancellation doesn't result in a whole lot of layoffs or any at all. Hopefully, they can just put the team on something else and give them another game to work on. That would be, you know, the ideal thing. That way, no one's got to search for another job, but... <laughs> Which is crazy, considering how many great games have come out this year. <laughs> I know, right? If 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 I could have been to like a truth teller, or somebody would have been like, "Save your money for twenty You know, like I, I would have done that. I would have been prepared. But it's okay because some some games are still coming out. Well, at least one game has come out that had a pretty bad launch, and that's uh, Payday Three. Did it have a bad Some launch? Multi- it has a bad launch because um, it's like it came out with an online only kind of thing. Like oh, they don't have, yeah. And then that to make matters worse, their online wasn't working. So uh, it's like, yeah. See, I've got it downloaded, but I haven't jumped into it yet because I feel like that's okay. when you got to play with friends. And since it was on yep. Game Pass, I'm like, I'm downloading this. And I'm gonna try right, and convince right, other right. people to download it. <laughs> it got review bombed as per you know on Jesus. time. So yeah. I did- <laughs> I don't... Hold on. That's the lamest shit ever. (laughs) Like, it's one thing if a game's bad and you review it honestly, but just to review bomb for some dumb shit... Like, everybody knows, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It's like when Last of Us Part 2 came out, and everyone's like, oh, spoilers for Last of Us Part 2, but it's been out long enough. But it's like, oh, Joel died? We're giving this a one. You haven't even played the game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, gotta, one, bruh. because Joel died. It's like, motherfucker, have you played the game? No. Are you going to play the game? Probably not. So then why are you giving it a one? <laughs> but see, and, and when it comes to the, and now, it, that this is unfortunate because you're starting to see that the, pa- yeah, it's still sitting at mostly negative. Holy shit, all the, <laughs> bro, 29,000 reviews, all negative. God damn. I mean, there's, there's, okay, one guy is saying it got better since launch, but that's, that's one person. <laughs> Man. I want to yeah, know how many hours those negative reviews have and be like, point two. <laughs> Some dumb that, shit yeah, that's like another that. thing. Like, I need, I need you to have legitimate criticism. I'm not just going to take, you know. I do I like that, that Steam does that. So that makes me think of mm-hmm. what hour, what reviews I can take seriously. And it'll be like, because that's what it is on Destiny, which I always find hilarious, because the people who hate Destiny the most are the people who play it the most. <laughs> It'll be like, negative review, 236 hours played. <laughs> when you have a thousand, and you just, it's like, how many reviews have you done at a thousand hours, man? Like, update, still took my life away. <laughs> yep. It's like, I hate that I like this so much, but god damn it, <laughs> I wish they would fix it. Uh, But alright. Moving on, going over to Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, this is by Matt Jarvis. Uh, EA has pulled every FIFA game from Steam and Epic ahead of its EA Sports FC 24 release. 
Uh, EA is moving away from its decades-long FIFA series with the release of EA Sports FC later this week. Uh, it seems that publisher is taking the idea of replacing FIFA quite literally, too, as it has pulled every previous FIFA game from sale on PC storefronts, excuse me, Steam and Epic. EA Sports FC 24 was revealed uh, as the non-FIFA licensed successor to EA's hugely popular football franchise back in July, following the split between the video game giant and the sports organization uh, of previous questionable repute after almost 30 years of mutual money-making in May 2022. While EA's future in video games won't be able to while EA's future video games won't be able to use the FIFA name as a result of the rebranding, it won't quite be a return to the days of Ryan Griggs and Ron Renaird, as EA is still able to license individual clubs, leagues, and players for their sanctioned appearance in EAFC. However, while uh, the UEFA tournaments, such as the Champions League, Europa League, will show up. FIFA tournaments like the World Cup will not be playable. Uh, if you're itching for those FIFA-related elements, you won't be able to return to them easily, it appears. EA has yanked all its past FIFA titles from sale on Steam and the Epic Games Store on PC, as well as the PlayStation and Xbox stores on console, uh, with last year's final entry, FIFA 23, now only available to play by signing up for the EA Play subscription service. Uh, on Steam, FIFA 23 notes the removal as being an EA decision. Quote, at the request of publisher EA Sports, FIFA 23 is unlisted on the Steam store and will not appear in search. The decision is perhaps unsurprising given that EA FC looks like FIFA with the serial numbers uh, filed off. <laughs> the similarities include continuation of FIFA's massive, massively profitable an often controversial ultimate team mode where players can spend real money to crack open virtual packs of footballer cards and yeah okay it's just explain what fifa is at that point but yeah um i was kind of surprised by this because i knew that them and fifa like got into it but i didn't think they were just gonna pull every game ever off every store <laughs> that's a lot of fifas but <laughs> yeah, maybe they're all just maybe gone Maybe they're looking into it like, well, we don't want these guys to come after us if we're still selling FIFA, right? I, I mean, I don't. Maybe they just don't want to give. Them I mean, making it money. to where you like, who's going? Who wants to sign up for EA just to play the older? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you sign maybe for EA Play, you can play the new one. <laughs> I don't know. They, I, I, I truly think they're doing that to cover themselves from any future. Uh, litigation or what whatever the word is my guess go ahead because that's a lot of fifas on and that's on every online storefront yeah uh epic steam playstation we Xbox. are we are we are witnessing the burial of fifa yeah which is kind of wild but also kind of not because that organization's I, just always been a bit sketchy that's crazy, man. Like, I remember playing, what was it, FIFA 98 on the PS2? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was never a big FIFA person. I'm so bad at FIFA. <laughs> so, I just never, never got into it. I'm not a big when, soccer person either, so. 
Well, right now they're running a whole monopoly on sports games because they're the they're the main ones. They're like the only ones. So yeah, it's them and two K. Bruh, two K needs to bring back two K football. They are. Uh, I think next year. Because not college football, regular football. College football, EA is also bringing back, but two K is bringing Bruh. back. Uh, football. I think next year because I know. The exclusivity license expired a year or so ago for the NFL and nice, EA. Nice, nice. And they made a deal with 2K. So I, I think they said the only thing was it can't be a simulation game. It has to be arcade style, which hey, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Give me NFL Street. <laughs> if, if you could... If you could get it to where we have that, because um, there was a football game where you could like be in the helmet camera. It was like oh, way that, back on the that was PS2 and 2K5. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. game was the shit. That was the best Bring football game back. ever. And it's not <laughs> even close. Man. That big nab on the cover, I'm pretty sure. Yep. I had that one. That was the best football game still, hands down. It was a good year. I went to my cousin's house and we just played football <laughs> all night, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, a little shocked to see this, but at the same time, maybe not. Maybe they just don't want to give FIFA any more money. So they're like, fuck it, we're just not going to sell it anymore. Because at this point, the only way you could get it is physical resale copies. And with resale, FIFA's not getting any money anyway. That's going to Best Buy, GameStop, whoever's selling it. So. Right. But yeah, if you want to play soccer games, at this point, your only option is EAFC 24, uh, which I believe is out now. So Join the football club. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I don't know how much you pay attention to FC Cincinnati, uh, but they just clinched the best record in MLS earlier this week. I saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> They've been killing it. The only Cincinnati sports team doing a good job right now. Alright, moving on. Another one from Rock Paper Shotgun. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West follows Zero Dawn onto PC with a complete edition release in early 2024. <coughs> Excuse me. This also by Matt Jarvis. Uh, says Horizon Forbidden West will follow its predecessor, Horizon Zero Dawn, away from former PlayStation exclusivity with a PC release early next year. Horizon Forbidden West is the direct sequel to Zero Dawn, which originally launched for PS4 in 2017 before trekking its way onto PC in 2020. Like Zero Dawn Forbidden West entry, er, centers on robot dinosaur hunter Aloy as she explores post-apocalyptic North America inhabited by really messed up descendants of the ABO. A A Ibo? Abo? I should know this, but I don't because I haven't beat Forbidden West yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, a tweet from Guerrilla Games uh, sent out. says, Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is coming to PC in partnership with Nexus Software or Nix's software, I believe is how that's pronounced. Uh, the part of Aloy's journey arrives in early 2024. Uh, you can wish list it on Steam and Epic Games now. You can get this. I know you're a PC guy. Um, I I will have to get it. I just I'm just unsure of day one, uh, because yeah. I have the first Horizon on PC and. It, I got it for like twelve bucks, man. Like you gotta love playing. <laughs> no, seriously, like nice. getting the complete edition for twelve dollars, man. Like yeah, PC is where it's at. It almost if it truly does feel illegal to do this, but I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it's great. 
because um, I'm really thinking about grabbing a PlayStation controller, and I love that not only they're shipping the game with the expansion together, and it's mm-hmm. probably going to come at seventy bucks. But hey, probably. I mean they've, you know they've they've made their money from the PlayStation crowd. It's been out for two years now. Has it been two years already? Jesus. I mean, I'm probably I might be wrong, but you're probably right. It says, given that the game originally came out on PS5. Hey, yo, that was a quick turnaround. What the fuck? Yeah. Yo. February 2022. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, it'll, it'll be about two years when it comes out on PC. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost been two years. It's been about... It's been a, just over a year and a half. But yeah, this one had a much quicker turnaround than the first one. Which hey, might that might be good news for you and Spider Man too. <laughs> Man, listen, this is this is all great news because it, it's like they it's like as time goes on, the turnarounds are getting because see it it it's almost like a movie where the movie came out in theaters, right? Like mm-hmm. it, let's say it came out on PS Five first. Now we're starting to see it being much shorter. So now it I, well. I know we're waiting like three, four years on Ghost, but I'm sure maybe this <laughs> to make it look nice it. and <laughs> don't fucking say that. They're, listen, they better not. They better not. Nah, PlayStation. Nah, only PlayStation. I will be so mad if they just look at Ghost as like, you know what? We, the PC players don't need it. They're not yeah, waiting on that. Bruh. They gave us. They, you get everything else. No Ghost. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, I, I know this is a meme at this point, but if God of War 2 comes to PC <laughs> before it goes, I'm throwing my monitor. <laughs> Y'all even got Days Gone, didn't you? <laughs> um, See, that the funny thing is Days Gone is probably a fun game, but I, I just didn't like majority of the time it's this loop of running away from the zombie. Like, yeah. you can fight them, but you're fighting them while running. I don't know if I like all that. Fair enough. Yeah, y'all even got mm-hmm. days gone. No ghost though. No ghost. No is Bloodborne on PC? I don't think no Bloodborne either. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I honestly So Bloodborne rumors of Bloodborne came up a couple times, so I honestly they, think that a they remaster seem to come up every coming. like three months. <laughs> so I know, right? I don't know if it's rumors or just hopes and dreams from the Bloodborne fans. I, I'm not a, a soul. Yeah, I'm not a souls person, so I'm not <laughs> looking for it. That being said, I do want to jump into Liza P. <clears throat> Actually, where's Demon Souls at? We need that too. Oh, is that not on PC either? Nope. Mm. Not to my knowledge. That's unfortunate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a Sony wish list. <laughs> All right, we got a couple more. We'll get you guys out of here pretty early this week. <clears throat> Please be more good news. This one, yeah, th- this one is good news. The last one is speculation on possible bad news. <laughs> uh, this okay. one over at gamesindustry.biz by Brendan Sinclair uh, MetaQuest 3 is set to release on October 10th Meta announced today at its MetaConnect event uh, the base model of Meta's newest standalone VR headset will start at 499 650 in Canada uh, the headset will also run on a Snapdragon XR2 Gen 2 chip that Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg says provides twice the graphics performance of anything we've shipped before uh, in a presentation opening the show, Zuckerberg announced that the Xbox or that Xbox Cloud Gaming would arrive on the MetaQuest 3 in December, and a version of Roblox, Roblox optimized for VR, is launching. Excuse me. 
for Quest headsets today. Uh, beyond the games, Quest 3 will also have optional colored head straps and visor parts, productivity apps such as Microsoft Office 365, augmented reality features like placing a virtual display within the user's room, or anchoring virtual objects to the environment with the given example mm. of putting Beat Saber trophies on shelves. That sounds pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, wow. Outside of the Quest headset, Zuckerberg also touted Meta's AI tools to generate images that can be used in chats and Instagram, as well as a new line of Ray-Ban camera-equipped glasses with generated AI assistant functionality that will let its users record what they see and share it through Meta's social networks. So yeah, cool. We haven't had a lot of hardware announcements recently. I thought I'd throw this one in there. And <laughs> VR. VR is I, so I, damn cool to me, but it is so fucking expensive. Like, there's not an affordable outlet for VR anywhere. <laughs> no, like, I thought I thought Sony's was expensive, and then everybody else was I like, mean, oh, it we is, got one too. But... <laughs> It's not the most expensive. <laughs> it's the same. It's, it's the same price I, as the Meta Quest. It's like if I got a VR set, I want to use it for mostly productivity stuff, watching videos, and I guess being in cyberspace. But gaming, mm -hmm. gaming would be a strong uh, second reason why I use it. Like there's oh, a game yeah. called Blood and Sorcery or some shit like that. Hmm. Where you're you're pretty much you you could choose to be a different type of martial artist where you you can use your hands or you can use weapons. And it just looks so much fun. <coughs> Interesting. Yeah, I want I want a VR headset at some point, but they're they're so damn expensive, and I don't even Beat know. Beat Saber Two, make it happen. I don't think they need a two. They just keep adding to it. There's no reason to make a second one at that point. But that's true. I, if I got the VR, it would probably be a PlayStation VR because I would assume a PlayStation VR is easier to use than a. VR headset that I'm going to have to hook up to my computer and I've already got 57,000 things plugged into the back of my computer I yeah. ain't got room to plug anything else in there and then you gotta <laughs> and then you gotta make sure you can get the performance and stuff because yeah. computer you know it, it, well, it's there's, a lot there's the wireless meta as well I can't remember the name of it but they've got one that's just wireless yeah it's just mm. it's essentially the computer itself as well it doesn't have to hook up to anything I can't remember the name of it Wireless Meta Headset. Is it the Quest? Is the Quest the wireless one? Maybe it is. Oh, maybe. Okay, so it is the Quest. So they're all wireless now. It doesn't look like you need them. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, there was one that I guess was just the right, that was, the first quest was the first one to be like, oh, you don't need to hook this up to a computer to use. And, and that's the main advantage of getting, yeah, something like that for your PlayStation, because it's, once you grab it, it's plug and play to the PlayStation. Yeah. So. But, all right. Last one. Might be bad news. I don't know if I believe what Sony's selling us here, but we shall see. Um. Sony deletes mentions of troubled Star Wars KOTOR PS5 remake hides trailer. This is over at Kotaku by Ethan Gotch. <clears throat> uh, it says, A teaser for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake coming to PlayStation 5 nearly stole the show at Sony's September 2021 showcase, 
but reports surfaced a year later that the, prog uh, that the project was already in trouble. Now, Star Wars fans have noticed that Sony recently deleted tweets about the game and, hidden, and has hidden the trailer from its official YouTube channel. Word spread that the teaser trailer had been removed from the PlayStation's, from PlayStation's channel. Be oh, let me try the sentence again. Good God. <laughs> Word that the teaser trailer had been removed from PlayStation's channel first began to spread on September 28th on the Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit. Twitter user Crusader Crusader three four five six later shared a thread showing that Sony's tweets about the teaser from the original twenty twenty one PlayStation Showcase have also been deleted. The only official mention left appears to be a single tweet promoting multiple games from the live stream. Uh, it's possible that the highly anticipated Kotor remake is still alive, as just some weirdness on the part of so Sony's social media department. But it also might be the case that the project, which debuted as a PS5 exclusive, has all but been cancelled amid ongoing development issues and massive budget cuts at parent publisher Embracer. <sighs> Sony Embracer did not immediately respond to a uh, request for comment. But they did update, there was an update to this somewhere, is it all the way at the bottom? Yeah, here it is. Uh, it says, a spokesperson for Sony said that the KOTOR remake trailer was delisted over licensing issues. Uh, quote, as part of the normal as part of normal business, we delist assets with licensed music when the licenses expire. They told Kotaku with an email in an email. The only music in the trailer seems to be the Star Wars main theme, which is owned by Disney. Which, yeah, that I call bullshit. <laughs> There's no way they only licensed that song for two years. <laughs> and also, even if mm. Even if that is the reason, let's say it is, why delete every tweet that's promoting it that doesn't have the song in it? That's the more suspicious part. But yep. I don't trust Embracer. This wouldn't be the first thing they've had just collapse as of late. So I totally forgot Embracer was the one behind this too because I was really looking forward to this. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, em Embracer has not uh, not had a good track record as of late. So, what do you think? Do you believe PlayStation, or do you think this is canned? <laughs> I don't know, because we, we actually did talk about this before, that there might be some type of development hell going on. Mm -hmm. um, so, it, it, it looks like it's leaning that way. Yeah. My thing is, why why even go out quietly? Why not just an, uh, uh, announce it? Or maybe 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 it's one of those things where they're in the process of it, and and somebody was able to get some information before something formally was announced. That's maybe a, that is a very strong possibility, for sure. Uh, but yeah, very very interesting. This is why say we say least. the internet is forever because if you put something <laughs> up there. And it says, hey, this was uh, on the 15th. And then randomly, three months later, you get rid of it. Somebody somebody is notice. literally, oh, right. Like, they're going to, hey, where's my trailer? You know, like, <laughs> there's somebody who watches it every day that's like, hey, you know, I don't know. Um, so something I wanted to bring up to you and also to those uh, listening. Um, I didn't realize this until Facebook memories brought it up. We've been doing this for over a year now. <laughs> 
Hey, happy anniversary. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Our first episode was back on uh, Ju- back in July, so we missed it by a few months. But uh, we're trying to get to a more consistent upload schedule. Work has been hectic. Uh, but thank you all who do support us. We do very much appreciate it. Uh, yes. And we want to continue doing this for sure. This is This is really fun to do for the both of us. I know it's something we're both trying to figure out how to grow and reach more people i've been we've been working on shorts i've figured out a way to get that into a vertical format recently so (laughs) that's gonna help us hopefully our short output uh will go up here in the next next few months uh but yeah thank you all who have supported us uh for this last uh just over a year now about a year and three months. Uh, we do really appreciate it. But yeah, that was the last story for this week. Let's go ahead and go through the free games of the month. PlayStation Plus Essential. Uh, also a reminder that PlayStation Plus prices are in effect. Their price changes have are in effect as of now. Excuse me. Jesus. So if yours renews soon, like mine does next week, be sure you're at the level you want to be at. Or if you don't want it anymore because the price increase, be sure to cancel it before it renews. <clears throat> so the essential games for October are the Callisto Protocol, Farming Simulator 2022, and Weird West. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out Callisto Protocol. That's one I wanted to check out when it came out, just never got around to it. Farming Simulator, and Farming Simulator I'm going to pass on. Weird West I've heard good things about, so I might check it out. Uh, These are available when this goes up. They are available as of October 3rd, so today. Um, Extra and premium games for October have not been announced yet. Just do a quick rundown of what came out in September for you guys. You had Sea of Stars, Moving Out to Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Lost Judgment, Destroy All Humans 2, Reprobed, Two Point Hospital, Jumbo Edition, Source of Madness, Cursed Golf, Dreams, PJ Mask, Heroes of the Night, Hotel Transylvania, Scary Adventures, Lawn Mowing Simulator, Spellforce 3, Reforced, Midnight Fight Express, and then your classics were Medieval Resurrection, Ape Escape, On the Loose, in Pursuit Force Extreme Justice. And then your October games for Xbox Game Pass. You got Lamplighters League coming out October 3rd on console and PC. Warhammer 40,000 Dark Tide October 4th uh, console, but only at the series consoles. Forza Motorsport October 10th Cloud console and PC. City Skylines 2 Cloud console and PC. Maniko's Night Market, October 26th on console and PC. Headbangers Rhythm Royale, October 31st on console. And Jusant on October 31st on cloud, console, and PC. Uh, The upcoming games for the next couple weeks. This month is fucking loaded. Um, We'll go till the 13th. So you got Dinky Guardians, which came out on PC today. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. And I've heard it once before. Uh, but 
Disgaea, Disgaea, I think, 7, Vows of Virtualis, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC, October 3rd, Lamplighters League, Xbox, and PC, October 3rd, Warhammer, 30,000 Dark Tide, Xbox Series Consoles, October 4th, Wordless, on everything, October 4th, Assassin's Creed Mirage, oh shit, that's this week, (laughs) PS4, PS5, Xbox Series Consoles, Xbox One, and PC, October 5th, Bang On Balls Chronicles, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, October 5th, Front Mission 2 Remake, Switch, October 5th, Little Learning Machines on PC, October 5th, My Little Universe on Switch and PC, October 5th, The Sisters 2 Road to Fame on Everything, October 5th, Detect- that's awesome, Jesus, there's so much, Detective Pikachu Returns on Switch, October 6th, Uh, Sword Art Online Last Recollection on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series Consoles, Xbox One, and PC, October 6th, I can't believe they're still making games for that. Uh, Land of the Vikings on PC, October 9th. Forza on Xbox Series consoles and PC, October 10th. Space Wreck on PC, October 10th. The Troop on PC, October 10th. Honkai Star Rail launches on PS5, October 11th. I'm probably going to check that out. That is the same people that did... Oh, I've just blanked on it. Shit, what was that? Oh my god. Why can't I think of the name of this game? What else did they do? I I can see it. You got anything? What game are we looking for? Genshin Impact. That's what it is. The same people that did Genshin Impact. Just who uh... did Honkai Star Rail. <clears throat> uh, Haunted House on everything and VCS. I don't even know what that is. What the hell is VCS? I don't know, but no, no, no haunted houses for me. All right. Well, it's out on everything, including VCS. If you know what that is, let us know, because I, I have no idea what that is. Uh, October twelfth, River City Rival Showdown on PS4, Switch, and PC. What an odd collection of consoles to put that on. October twelfth, the Batman Arkham Trilogy for some reason launches on Switch. <laughs> October thirteenth. Lords of the Fallen on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles, October 13th. And The Grinch Christmas Adventures launches on everything, October 13th. A couple months early, but alright. Oh, man. Alright. If you want to keep up with us, uh, you can follow me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash SinCityRedAngel. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter for any bad sports, wrestling, and video game takes at SinCityRedAngel on Twitter. Find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash SinCityRedAngel. If you want to keep up with Protégé, you can follow him over on Twitter at Protégé4789 and on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Gaming. If you want to follow us yes. specifically, you can find us on Twitter at Joystick Jockeys, uh, over on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Joystick Jockeys 513, and on TikTok where we will be uploading more, and that is also just at Joystick Jockeys. Excuse me. But thank you very much for joining us this week. I have been Austin Angel, joined by Protege Jones as always, and we will see you all in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace.